Welcome to season two of the Bold Dreams Held Loosely podcast. My name is Taryn Watts, and I am the founder of the Mind Rebel Academy. In this episode, I am joined by my co-host, Michelle Terrio, who is a mentor coach of the Mind Rebel Academy. And this episode is for anyone who wants to go beyond a typical visioning exercise. Previously in season one, Michelle and I talked a lot about the what of our visions, what they are. But in this episode, we talk about the hows, so how we crafted our vision, how we adapt and navigate our visions as we evolve forward, how we embody the versions of ourselves that we are becoming despite current circumstances, and how our visions activate us to make the choices we need to make to close the gap from here to there. And finally, we talk about our new emerged commitments to our visions. We've decided to call this episode Owning the F Out of Our Visions. We hope you enjoy. Season two. And um, so season two, we thought we would kick season two off with a conversation around our vision statements. And we've talked a lot about visions in season one. And we're both we're both in this incredibly iterative process with our visions and vision statements. So like actually putting down into words what it is that you want, what does your life vision look like? It's like such a creative revealing process, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like a living. I, I always think of my vision statement as, as living. It's alive. Yeah. It's alive. It's evolving forward. It's ever changing, but it's like ever, I shouldn't say ever changing. It's ever evolving. Mm. Yeah. But I understand why you said ever changing because on the surface, the words in my vision statement now are just completely different from what they were mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Like it, big evolution. So is that because you've changed or is that because the pieces in your vision came to fruition and you've evolved forward? Like it's evolved forward or mm. have you actually changed route? Oh, good question. I don't think I've changed routes. I just think that I could only see so far ahead on my route and then the rest. And then, so this was like, this is the true path I could see. And then my mind did some extrapolating because it wants to do that. It's like, this is what I know for sure. I'm heading towards, this is where I'm heading. And then Mm -hmm. my mind wants to add a whole bunch of other details around like, and then maybe this and this and this and this, this. And the heart of the path was right and I'm still on that path and it's still going in the same direction. But some details that my mind added mm-hmm. in. Oh yeah, actually those aren't those weren't those aren't quite true. Or I've walked past that point and so I'm not really focused on the past points anymore and I'm plotting new points. So you know, I think it's an evolution. It feels like the same path. But, oh gosh, what I'm seeing on the path and noticing on the path feels different, mm-hmm. too. Do you know what's coming to mind? You know Pokemon? Mm-hmm. It's like, um, 
Charmander goes to Charmeleon, who goes to Charizard. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Pokemon, like you know Pokemon apparently. Okay. So. Well, I'm like, yes. <laughs> Mandy knows. So you can see if you, even if you don't know anything about Pokemon, and I showed you 50 Pokemon, and I said, guess which one Charmander evolves into. You'd be like, oh, this one over here. You'd see the you'd see the resemblance to Charmeleon and then Charizard. And like Charizard is way more powerful. But you can see that mm-hmm. it came from mm. this is the oddest metaphor we've ever had. <laughs> I like it. I really like it. I, I like it. Yeah. So um, that's what I feel. That's the way my vision feels like it's evolved mm-hmm. into you can see the cohesive energy that's always been there but the form has changed the way you described it though it sounds like like you have actually evolved yes and i like that i think that's true yeah um okay so okay so i i you 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 talked about being on the path and your mind wanting to you know, when we're on our path towards our vision, we don't have the full map. Like we we don't have all of the milestones, all of the details we have. We really only have like a spotlight on those like next couple best steps ahead of us, but we've got like this feeling or this intuition or this knowing of where we're going. And then you're right, our minds will want to plug in more details, more description, more which I think in some ways feels important for a vision to, to get like the, to make it mean something when you write a vision statement. But I guess this is the holding it loosely is that if it does evolve change to let those pieces go, I've had this bad habit of when things have evolved on my vision and I look back and I'm like, oh, I used to want that thing. And now it's, I actually don't want that thing anymore. Mm. I have this bad habit of thinking, oh, was I just wrong? Like, did I just get that wrong? Like, yeah. Did I, or is it just that through the path, through walking the path, through the evolution of the fruition of the vision, I'm changing. Mm. And I'm getting clear, like the little pieces of the puzzle are coming and I'm getting clearer and clearer. Like, Can you give an example of something that used to be on your vision that isn't anymore? Mm. And not because it's it's here, here but right. because you've changed your mind. Mm. Oh, okay. Most things... Okay, most of the things I visioned about haven't changed. So there's no particular thing like, um, there's no particular thing or theme that I thought I wanted that I don't want anymore. It's more like I used to be more specific, I think. Mm. So, for example, um, And I am specific with some things that I really like. When I would go into my vision statement and think about 
um, like numbers. Okay. So for example, when Mm -hmm. I was really yearning to find the property of my dreams that Luke was going to feel like home, I had that right. That it was going to feel like home. There was going to be trees. It was going to be a big property. I was going to be able to have chickens, gardens. But I wrote some details like I wanted it to be 20 acres. And as soon as I wrote that down, I got really attached to it. Yeah. And when I was working with real estate agents, I remember being like 20 or above. Yeah. That's it. And it it was a really, uh, there was a moment where I had to let that go. But just because I had written it down, I got attached to it. I don't know why that number came to me. I think sometimes numbers can be meaningful Mm -hmm. from the universe. This one was not. I just, my my brain said 20 acres or more. I also wrote that there was going to be a willow tree on the property. I don't know. There's not. That's okay. This is my home. This is my place. So like, for me, it's been, yeah, these like Mm -hmm. little details that I thought the essence was right. There's going to be trees and it's going to be sacred and it's going to feel like home and I'm going to wander through the woods and, you know, garden and chickens are going to wander. Um, gosh, the 20 acres didn't matter. Right. I can plant a willow tree if I want. Right. <laughs> I don't know what I was, you know. Uh, I had a willow tree in my, my vision too. Yeah. And my house did not have a willow okay. tree. Yeah. But I want to plant one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it's the details. I like that distinction. Yeah. It's the details that change as we get closer and closer and closer. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. And anytime I've put in, like anytime I've taken my vision and broken it down, you know, in a coaching plan, like timelines mm-hmm. and like, you know, the, the milestone goals of it. And I'd attach... Um, sometimes those were weird, my milestone goals or just my next best steps. Like there's weird things like, um, I'm going to start, that's it. Okay. So in my vision, there's like abundance, there's money flowing. So somehow my brain went, okay, here's the plan. This Mm -hmm. is what you're going to do. You're going to start doing this thing and it's going to make this much money by this time. No, that's just gone. Like, I don't want to do that thing. I don't know. My brain just was like, how am I going to get to my vision? That's where I mostly get me, me, um, messed up. Trying to get myself to my vision, I create weird little goals. Hmm. So what? Okay, so what? So do goals work for you? Not super well. <laughs> like, yes and no. The vision statement of what my heart really desires and when it has the right feeling it works better than anything imaginable it works like it 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 works thoroughly and quickly and better than my wildest dreams and so that in and of itself I guess is like a really big goal right like this vision is where I'm headed what my heart wants to head towards but Trying to have my brain map out the route by using logical goals and mm-hmm. steps, I trip myself up. Yeah, I, I, they may, I just maybe don't know how to navigate that piece as well for myself. Yeah, there's some sort of mastery or alignment in trying to use my brain to map out that I don't do so well. So it's okay for so for you then. 
what is the, what is the, how do you close the gap? The feeling. Always the feeling. So if, okay, so in my vision statement, you know, there's a line that says, um, oh, what's the exact line? I, oh, something about sitting and like rest. Oh, I marvel at the rivers of prosperity I'm washed with as I rest in peace and stillness. And when I say that line and feel that line, I'm like, oh, that's what it feels like. Hmm. So to close the gap, I have to override my mind that says, you have to do something to make money. I have to override my mind and I have to like sink into a moment that feels like, it's okay to rest and be still and trust that magical prosperity is flowing to me. That's what I need to do. Mm. That's what closes the gap for me. And it sounds like made up. And a lot of people will say, yes, you can vision, but you still need action. Yes, you can vision, but you still need to go do those things. I don't know, kind of, but not really <laughs> for me. When I try, when I try, I mess myself up and I waste energy and money. The number of times I've actually spent more money trying to take action than I've gotten out of it, I can't even count. It's like I need to stop this because my efforts just lose money. What do you mean by that? Can you give us an example? Oh my gosh, the number of times. Okay, so like, I don't know if you remember this time where I was like, that's it. It was right after I, uh, I was so freshly separated and I was panicking like, how do I support myself and my children? Oh, so I was like, okay, I, I need to support myself and my children. I know what could be really flexible. I'll take an electrolysis course, I'll buy the thing and I'll do it from home. It'll be really flexible. That's what I'm gonna do. So I pay for the training, I pay for the equipment. And then I'm like, I what? I hate this. No. So I sell it and I move on. And the number of times I've done something like that, or I'm gonna build my website because I'm this is what I'm gonna do and this is my plan. And I'm gonna make this much money. And I spend all this time and money and domains and but and it's like, mm, no. It's not what I want, but I felt like I need to take some sort of action. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, and I, I think I've wasted so, oh, and then when I tried to do the right thing and <clears throat> set up a corporation and oh, I ended yeah. up costing myself so much money in taxes because, oh gosh, <laughs> and I, it's almost like to save myself from myself, I need to stop. You know, I need to stop trying. I need to try a different way. And so that's, I think, seeing all of that horrible pattern not work out very well, I think has made me go, it can't, sitting back and just feeling good feelings can't be worse, you know? Like, it's like, <laughs> I can't, I can't lose money sitting back and feeling good feelings. So anyway, and it just seems as if it's working. Same thing for relationship. That's come in you know I, when I first um when I first put my updated vision about my relationship there in the past I'd had moments well of okay yes that's my vision and I guess I've got to go out there and date uh put myself on an app message people I don't know go to, uh, I don't know and then I decided nope 
I am sitting back. I am feeling that I deserve to be cherished, adored, worshipped, and someone's pursuing me. And I just sat home and felt those things. And then it, he, he did. It happened. So yeah, that's what that's what closes the gap for me. Mm-hmm. Sounds fake, right? Well, no, I mean, to me, it doesn't. Yeah. It sounds very logical and real now. Mm. Um, it's the choices. Those are the most important piece of the yes. puzzle is who am I being? Who am I? How am I feeling in my, my vision? Who am I being? And then how can I show up as that version of me today, despite the fact Mm-hmm. that the relationship isn't here yet or the money isn't pouring in yet or whatever it might be. How yeah. can I embody that today? Yeah. How can I become, um, what is that quote from Michael Bernard Beckwith that I, that you loved and that I posted the other day and it was, you cannot have in reality what you are not willing to become vibrationally. Yeah. That is like everything. Yeah. Yeah. So you've developed this awareness of your mind's pattern to want to go do and that doing. You know what else I heard in what you were, everything you were sharing in the doing? Mm -hmm. There was a sense of urgency behind everything that you were, that you were experiencing. I think that's true. I know for me, when I feel urgency, that's now become a red flag that something is off. I'm not, in most cases, some things are actually urgent. Like, mm. I'm, you know, there's yeah. nuances there. But the great majority of things that I feel urgency over are actually not urgent. Mm-hmm. And that urgency, like, really ramps up my logical mind to go and do the things and go and take the action. Yes. Same for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So being, so being this becoming, this like the embodying of the energy. Mm. So when it comes to doing, like what's your relationship with doing? So... There's things that I, I like to do the things that I would just like to do anyway. So there's, I don't, you know, I, you know, the feeling of when you wake up and you think, what would I like to do today if I have a free day? There's things you're going to choose you want to do. I just want to do those things. That's it. Like, I love doing things. I love to go walk in the woods and I love to, you know, when you're like, oh, I'm craving mushroom soup. And so you make it and you eat it. Someone else might like, you wanted to do it. So I think that I love so much doing. It just has to... I think the connection is, is that if I'm staying connected to the person I want to be and the things I want to feel, I have to trust, I have to trust that 
all of the steps I'm meant to take will feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't necessarily mean not everything feels good in the same way. Like there's things that you want to do. I want to do that feel delightful or joyful or luxurious or happy or free. And then there's other things that feel like, um, somber or heavy or important, but I want to do them, you know? And so I think, I think the key for me is never letting my brain override my body in terms of a should. Never let your brain override your body in terms of a should. Yeah. Like never let my brain saying you should override what my body wants to do. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, that's the key. That's, that's my healthy relationship to doing. Mm-hmm. That's yes. That's what is healthy for me in relation to doing. Which feels stretchy, very stretchy sometimes. But when I take a risk, it, it works. That makes sense. I don't yeah. even know if that's what you meant by the yeah, question. Yeah, it, it is what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Something you always say, and um, I've been trying this on, and I don't even know if you realize you say this a lot, but you say, I have to believe. Oh, yeah. I have to believe that this is how, whatever, my, you know, I have to believe that if I sit back in these emotions, then the universe will respond by bringing, I have to believe it. I have mm. to believe it. And you say it, when you say it, it's like you're saying it with such conviction. Like it hasn't arrived yet, but you're like, no, I have to believe this. Yeah. And I've been trying that on in in terms of my own vision of like, I have to believe that the things that I deeply yearn for in my vision I have to believe they're possible. I have to believe that they're po- they are possible without working myself into the ground. Like mm. I have to believe that I ha- and I I keep repeating my that to myself and that works. That's yeah. been working for me. Okay, what did you say before? I don't even know. I don't know what I said before. Um I don't think I think it was like Oh, I think it was more like I, w- I was very aware, you know, we talk about, so in, in, in the Mind Rebel Academy, when our practitioners do their, their, their coaching plans, yeah. it starts with a vision. And then if milestone goals serve them, they can plot some milestones. And then we move to choices, you know, like, well, how are you showing up in the world? And then you go to next best steps. And that's kind of how the, the, the flow works. And the choices are the most important part. It's that mm. be- being and that becoming. Who am I being? And so I would very easily access my choices. Like I am calm or I am, you know, whatever it might be, it, you know, accessing my choices. And I could access that, but it was almost like there was a gap from like fully trying them on mm. or fully believing it, like fully. Believing it despite current circumstances, like believing it now. 
Yeah. And that declaration of like, no, I have to believe, like I have to, I have to believe this is possible in this energy. I have to believe that by embodying this energy, this is enough. Yeah. I have to believe by, you know, my, almost like my tripwire of, you know, effect of like urgency when I think something is urgent, I mean, I could work myself into the ground to, to, and that's been my pattern. I can work really hard Mm. and, but I have to believe that urgency when I'm feeling urgency, that's actually a signal to stop working and sit with myself and take a step back. Cause I'm not seeing clearly like I have to believe that that's safe. Yeah. You know, these things that these new ways of being, are the most important part of this process. 100%. Um, Okay, so you just uh, linked two themes that I think are linked. So this, the sense of urgency, Mm -hmm. that's a red flag when we're like, I need to do this, this, you know. And um, the what you said you noticed that you've been trying on that I have to believe this is true. Mm -hmm. I have to believe this is real. I think there's a relationship between those two. I think they're almost like opposite states. Um, I used to feel this sense of urgency. I still feel it, but I, I used to feel it all the time. And it feels like something is slipping through my fingers, but like I want it and I don't know how to, it's like a grasping Mm. and it's like a feeling of this thing is going to slip through my fingers. Like I need to like hurry up and grab it, hurry up and do it. I want it. Um, And so there's something real that I want. There's something, it comes from up, there is something real that I want. But in my desperation, I'm grasping for a shell of it or a shadow of it or a corner of it. And um, the, I have to believe this is true, to me is the antidote to the Mm -hmm. urgency. Because it lets you go all in on the thing that you actually want. And so it's like, I find the sense of committing to myself the full extent of what I really yearn for satisfies my yearning enough to release the urgency. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think I think the first time it hit me like that was when um, I think I was actually having a conversation with Diana, and I was like describing the sense of how badly I wanted a relationship, how badly I wanted love, like how badly I wanted it. But I didn't want to pursue and grasp. So it's like, and and then, but and I also don't want to be patient. That is not true. I don't want to be patient. I do want this thing as soon as possible. And so it's like a way to, to honor how badly I yearn for something and how like how much I want it now is like if I can go all in on whatever I want like I'm going to believe it with every fiber of my being that it's going to work the way I want and just like fully choose it 
it satisfies something. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing. It's like I'm doing everything in my power that I could possibly do by showing up inside of myself the way I, you know, as that version of me or in the way that I want in that vision. And it like diffuses the urgency because I'm, I am doing something by being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. And I like it because it makes me feel like I have control. Yeah. Not control over outside circumstances, but like. It's a very different kind of control. The urgency. When I'm in urgency and fix it mode and that's me trying to control something. Yes. When I'm leaning back in this other um, energy of like, I have to believe it's like, it's like. Something else. Power. Power. Personal power. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we've both been... um, Okay, so you've got a new vision statement. I do. Can you read it to us? Okay. Okay. I I want you to read it. All right. So Michelle's vision Mm -hmm. statements... I mean, have always put mine to shame. <laughs> They're so beautiful. They're like poetry. They're oh. like poetry. And I find them so inspiring. So, okay. Okay. Let me just think. Is there anything I want to say first before yeah. I read this? I don't think so. Other than I got rid of, I just like released a whole bunch of paragraphs and I left a few from the last iteration, maybe more than a few, but I added a lot. I added a lot in. And okay, no, I'm just going to read it and then we'll chit chat about it. Okay. (laughs) I realized that I make all the rules here in this life. Yes, there are the laws of the universe and the natural rhythms of mother nature, but I wouldn't change those even if I could. I live in honor of the forces that give me this life. I've sworn allegiance to the wild, the precious, and the still. Free of all debts and burdens, released of all constraints and conventions, I live in radical devotion to my own heart. I'm attuned to the vibrations of sanctuary, and I feel heaven on earth. I live in an almost timeless realm. The fabric of space here expands to hold many lifetimes of joy, love, and fulfillment. Here, magic rules the way of things. Here, I am over and over again brought to my knees by the deliverance of miracles. Being realistic is an old ship I've let sail off into the sunset. It was not for me. This is a land of healing. Old weights and pains dissolve. Old stories and shackles have fallen away. My blood and tears have cleared the way for the more beautiful world my heart knows is possible. I hear my divine calling. I know who I am, I know what I am, I know how I serve. I am the mother of worlds. My body knows frequency. It understands the language and wisdom of resonance. Brilliant words of truth, beauty, and freedom flow out of me. I write the words that have been missing. I write the words I've always longed to hear. Abundance has warmly and snugly settled into every corner, crack, and crevice of my life. I marvel at the rivers of prosperity I am washed with while I rest in peace and stillness. My well is deep and full. 
I shower those I love with the gifts that warm and delight my heart. With this overflow, I cultivate a restoration. My own hands nourish and steward the flourishing of rich health and beauty for myself and for the land. I've reclaimed my life as a fairy. All of my magic has returned to me. I feel clean, light, and beautiful. I surrender to the waves and rhythms that move me. I embrace my desires and trust that they are good. My body is my best friend. She's always whispered and even shouted the truth when I was unable to. Now I honor her in the way she deserves. Feeling so heard and cherished, I feel the sweetest relief. All of my needs are generously tended to. I sink into the softest and most luxurious existence of my wildest dreams. I rise with the sun and rest with the moon. My bones know profound delight. My skin glows with joy. Every day I dip my toes into the eternal springs of health. Of everything that could ever matter, I have so much more than enough. I have enough time to wander leisurely through the woods, moved by the tree and fairy spirits instead of by a clock. I enter that realm without any concern for staying too long. I have enough time to raise and care for my chickens, enough time to plant and enjoy an orchard and luscious, bountiful gardens, enough time to cook the meals that will satisfy my body and soul, enough time to stretch, move, dance, and do yoga every day, enough time to read stories to my kids and enough time to help them learn, enough time to watch movies with them, listen to them, and see them. I mean really see them. Enough time to tend to my home and keep it clean and beautiful. Enough time for many, many long, luxurious baths and showers. Enough time to read 10 lifetimes full of books. Enough time to have tea time every single day. Enough time to sleep, rest, and dream. Enough time to make my life feel almost timeless. My husband is my rock, my softest place to land. He loves and worships me with a depth and devo devotion that washes away every question I've ever worried over and ignites in me the spark and power of creation. He came in like the warmest, heaviest rains, saturating me and my, and my life in his strength and presence. He came in with the power of the ocean as a wave that carried me safely home into his arms forever. We anchor ourselves and glow in the simple, pure pleasures of life. We are wildly in love. Every time we head towards each other, we steer the right way. Our love is built upon the bedrock of our most solid truths. With deep devotion, we grow strong roots into the rich soil of the earth and our home. Here we shelter our family in warmth, comfort, and safety. We are hidden in the beautiful mystery of our friends, the trees. This is a powerful, magical place. There are vegetable gardens, herb gardens, flower gardens, medicine gardens, and secret gardens. Friendly creatures such as gnomes, dogs, birds, fairies, chickens, and bees live amongst us. These creatures bless us with their gifts of mushrooms, loyal protection, music, fairy dust, eggs, and honey. I care so lovingly for our home, and our home cares so lovingly for us. I find deep peace and glory as I stand here on this sacred land. Here now is the realized promise of being fully held and completely free. I am cradled by Mother Nature and wrapped in warm blankets by angels. I am vibrant, brilliant, and alive in every corner of my life. I know the power to write my story. I know the power to forge all things. And then here's the last line, which I think I'm about to change, but I'll share it for now. I am the luckiest woman in the world.
Ooh. That's my vision. I, <laughs> I want to like take your vision as a template mm. and like fill in my own little pieces of it. That vision is breathtaking. Thanks. Okay, let's. So first, that last. Let's pick up there. That yeah. Last statement. What, yeah. What do you want to change about it? So I felt like this version got kind of put together, not written all at once. I had been mm -hmm. writing little pieces here and there, like, I don't know, nonstop, right? You know, you, I'm journaling and something comes to me. And, but I finally put all the pieces in, I guess maybe it was a bit about a month ago almost. Anyway, and it felt oh, complete. Like in a lot of ways that feels complete. There's something captured that I was yearning to capture. Um, and then I realized, because I was talking to my sister about it, just that last line, I'm the luckiest woman in the world. I'm just like torn on it. I, I'm like, uh, 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 uh. like I, I've been unsure about it, but I haven't wanted to let it go. Um, and what I realized is, is for a long time, feeling lucky served me. Of course, like, I want to be lucky. I want good things to come to me. It served me. And I think I'm ready to let go of the idea of being lucky and to own my power to draw to me all of the things that I would want luck to bring to me. Mm. And so I'm realizing it's not done. There's another area or two to explore related to my own power, what I can draw to me. Also, um, overall, I feel like that feels pretty light. Uh, what's like, oh, like mm -hmm. light as in not fluffy, but like, I don't know, like imagine like angels mm -hmm. shining their light on something beautiful, yeah, right? Yeah. And I realize I'm actually really also yearning to have darker energy flow through it. Dark, powerful, seductress, sorcerer <laughs> energy. Okay, tell me more. Um, First, how did you... How did you come to that realization? That I... You did, that it was missing that. More. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, there was like... I think partly just because my sister was asking me some questions, it made it click like, oh, but the pieces that were there that helped it click are, you know, when you, okay, one thing that really helps me is a sense of jealousy or jealousy is the wrong word. Um, Cause I don't actually get like jealous like in the envy? way of like, it's not like a, oh, mm -hmm. but it's like a, Someone um, has something or is something or embodies something or looks like something or expresses themselves in a mm -hmm. way that gives me a pang of like, oh. Mm -hmm. And I think when I was younger, that used to kind of just be like, and turn into some kind of like judgment or resentment. But now it it's just like a very pure like, oh, I want that. 
And I just have been noticing myself, and this has actually been true for years, but I'm really noticing the pattern. There's something about women who are so, um, I don't know, like so powerful and embodied and like sensual and dark and there's something about them that I'm like oh I like want to be like that um I I mentioned this to you earlier but you know that the song Layla yeah I've loved this song forever. One, one of my aunts loved this song and it's just, it's a good song. But I think the reason I've always loved it <clears throat> is just there's a man singing about this woman like Layla, you've got me on my knees. I'm like begging you, please. And it's like the idea of a woman being so embodied and powerful that like, and I don't mean it just about like, mm-hmm, I feel mm-hmm. very loved and worshipped, but you know, by like a man, but it's like that energy of like, I am so powerful. I can channel the forces of the universe and things are like laid at my feet. I want that. Yeah. I want that. And so I, yeah, I noticed my sense of like my little pangs of, envy or jealousy or like oh or someone is like um sometimes there's like uh like just like a a woman who's just so beautiful in this particular way and my brain almost I have to be very careful to catch it it'll almost go like oh I'm not that beautiful or oh something like that that's what it can say but that's my cue of Mm. I'm just yearning for more of that. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's been happening a long time and I'm finally just noticing, oh, I'm actually really ready to own that I want that. Mm. Yeah. This, this like distinction, this like jealousy, envy. I think there's something really powerful there. Yeah. And recognizing that that is something that you yearn for. You know, I've, I've often thought of, it's a different feeling than envy, jealousy. It's more like, um, although of course I felt envy and and jealousy, but there's another feeling for me that's coming up as I listen to you talk. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a feeling of, um, like awe of a of of a person, yeah. like like, and then sometimes it's like a, a, also a recognition, like wow, I am not like that, yeah, but I am so in awe that you are, yeah, you know, and but I also think there's elements of that there too, of you know, I I, I remember this one friend I had who. Like she just this, the way she, the way she moved in the world, the way she, it was so opposite of me in so many ways. Like she would like, like literally howl at the moon and like sing at the top of her lungs and just like be so fully. And I, that is like, I'm, that's not me at all. 
Um, but every time I would be around her energy, I was like, I just couldn't stop watching her. Mm. I, I wouldn't join her, but I was just enthralled by her, yeah. you know? And, but I always would say, oh, this is just not my energy. Right. But there's a part of me that's like, I want that too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm probably never going to be. Yes. You know, but, but there's a part of me that wants that full, that wants that, that yearns for that too. Yeah. And so I think that's a real, those are really interesting little, like our feelings show us what we want. That's completely true for me. Yes. So your so before we were we were kind of chit-chatting about this episode, you were saying that your sister had asked you how, how like how did you do that? What's your process? Yeah. And you talked about like following the feeling. Yeah. Can you talk a bit more about that? Yeah. So I noticed like just starts in in every ordinary day. You're walking through your day, I'm walking through my day, and I feel Ugh, frustrated by something or I don't know uneasy years like there's it starts it, it starts as like a negative feeling almost always before I it's it's never just an inspiration <gasps> I realize I want these wonderful things it starts as I feel negative feelings about something and normally there's a pattern that I notice oh in general I've been feeling this negative feeling this keeps coming up and Inside of whatever I've been feeling that I don't want to feel, there's a clue to what the opposite of those things are and the thing that I actually want. So, you know, there's like a sense of freedom that, oh gosh, for a long time I didn't feel that I, I still yearn for even deeper senses of freedom, but, um, uh, feelings of being trapped, stuck, constrained, enslaved, like, oh, and so just the process of sitting with that and then like really admitting what's the antidote? What do I actually yearn for? Freedom, mm -hmm. feeling of freedom. I think everything in my vision started with that. Mm -hmm. start, or like, like a lack of love or being taken for granted or being um, disrespected or like, and so then sitting with how much, and I really think it's important actually to sit <laughs> with the crappy feelings too. There's something about sitting with the, this hurts so much. I feel so unloved. What do I really yearn for? To feel cherished and mm -hmm. adored and you know honored and worshipped and yeah I think everything for me has come from that yeah that's the core of everything in my vision mm. I do believe yeah but mm. what is it for you like how do you know that you want something enough to put it in your vision Hmm. Okay. So <clears throat> where I am with my vision, I've had this vision for years and years and years. It's evolved. It's tweaked. It's grown. I write about it daily and I'm in an arrival right now. 
I'm in an arrival. And what's beautiful about the arrival is that like, wow, like, wow, it's here. There's a couple little elements that haven't quite fully arrived in physical form, but it's almost like energetically I've arrived and I just have enormous amounts of knowing and faith that the rest is coming and um and there's a so there's a state of arrival and I know I'm in an arrival because you know in a in my world it feels really good but also when I read my vision statement it just feels like oh it's nice it doesn't feel I feel gratitude. I feel deep, deep gratitude, but it no longer feels stretchy. Mm. And I think, you know, that part of this journey is about both feeling wildly grateful and, and just deeply present for wherever you are on the path. Mm. But we're also really, we're, we're also creative beings, meaning we're evolving and changing and growing. And so I I think that the vision, at least in my experience, it's, it's, even though I'm in an arrival today, I can feel the birthings or the seedlings of new little corners. And I don't even really understand them or know exactly what they are yet. They're like little teeny seeds that are like being planted somewhere inside of me. And right now, I'm almost having troubles verbalizing them or putting them on paper because they're so, they're like, it's like, what's before a feeling or a hunch? It's like, I don't know. It's like a, it's almost like a, like the, the teensiest whisper. Right. But I know there's an essence around them that I can start to tap into. And, um, there's an essence of um, liberation, of freedom, of, and I used to say those words and attach certain things to those words, and they those words mean something differently to me now. Like mm-hmm. the essence of those words are evolving and changing which means my goals are evolving like my not my goals but my what i want is changing mm. um so how do i tap into that i in two ways so the way that you were taught like the negative emotions yeah. are actually very very powerful indicators so the, neg- the the negative emotions i have or the negative experiences i have when i really sit with those and get honest like what is it about this i don't like so I have a, a, a piece in my new vision statement, and it actually was inspired by one of your lines, and I've tweaked it to make it mean something um, really profound for me, but is I am free from all debts, burdens, pressures, and expectations, whether they're real or perceived. Mm-hmm. And each of those words means something really different to me. Um and what's so, but I, I know I want to be free of those. Like to me, that is liberation, like yeah. liberation of being, 
like being debt free, not having a mortgage, not having a car payment, not having, not being like consumed by monthly bills or Mm. like, oh, that is liberation. That is liberation. Being free from pressures. A lot of that, some of that is external pressures that I have created I say I have created for myself because I'm an entrepreneur. Like literally I've created these pressures for myself, right? Like I have, yeah. I am my boss. I've yeah. created these pressures, but a lot of this is actually internal pressures that I've created for myself and expectations. So these, all these things mean something different to me. Expectations are the expectations of others. Some are real and some are completely in my head. And that, just the addition of that statement in my vision and the focus of that one statement in my vision has been the crux of the last several months of my life, of the growth in my life. Life does something so spectacular when you launch a new vision for your life Mm. and you like relentlessly commit to it 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 almost like like clockwork almost like comically will bring forward we've talked about this in past episodes with the law of opposites it will bring forward it's like oh okay Taryn you want to be free of debt pressures expectations and what was the fourth one I said I can't even remember now uh burdens thanks thanks Mandy um life like one almost like plucked one by one out and just like highlighted (laughs) just like here you go here is a bounty of expectations that other people have of you like just just magnified in my face boom 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 it always comes in threes for me boom 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 like three experiences back to back to back of these unrealistic, unhealthy demands and expectations that other people have of me. And it's, and almost again, like, like Monday, this person, Tuesday, this person, it was like so comical. Right. And, um, and what that does is it highlights two things. It highlights first and foremost. Um, and I think, I think I work at it backwards, not backwards, but almost like outside in where it highlights the things outside of me I need to work on. Like, for example, the boundaries I need to set the, like the external things to help protect me of these expectations, these real expectations. And then I'm left with, well, what were like, what's going on in here? Like what, 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 what? What's happening? Yeah. Why, what, what, what are these perceived expectations that I've set or that I have of, of myself? And so it just highlights these pieces to almost like, like pluck out. Mm. So that, that no, like, does that, am I making sense? Yes. So that like this no longer, this is, this is being brought to the surface to heal. Yeah. To look at, to sit with. And, and that energy. So 
these experiences I've been having to help me like highlight the pressures of my life, the expectations in my life, the debts in my life, the burdens, all like, you know, in these separate lessons, being with them, sitting with them, journaling, reflecting, getting clearer and clearer and clearer about what it is I do want. What is the, what is the opposite of expectation? What does that feel like? Yeah. Well, that actually feels like a, a total knowing, an embodied knowing that I am enough. Mm. And I don't know anyone, anything, you know, yeah. like, just as I am. Yeah. I am enough. And that, so it's, that is moving beyond the choice I wrote on my vision, pl- my coaching plan saying like, I am enough. Yes, I am enough. Like that's, those are just words when I put them on my coaching plan. Mm. And then life all of a sudden reorganizes and rearranges, and and it's like, here you go. Here are some beautiful opportunities Mm. to, to highlight all of the areas where you don't feel enough. And, and so that you can sit with that, you can look at that Mm. and you can sit with that. And then you can move through that, heal that, and then come to the other side of that and fully body, embody this I am enough. Until that line on my vision statement is no longer potent. Because it just is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It just is. Yeah. I don't even remember your question. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so right now, in your vision statement, Every line you've declared, the universe has brought you, you've had all your law of opposites, you've had to choose through all these old situations, and uh, what's the Michael Bernard Beckwith yeah, line again? Yeah, you cannot have in reality what you are not willing to become vibrationally. Yes. Yeah. So what you're saying is you have become your vision statement vibrationally, whether it's actually here or just like a few minutes away, Mm -hmm. you've become it vibrationally. So when you feel it, it doesn't feel stretchy or different. It just feels like, ah, good. And like Mm -hmm. you and your life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I asked you this yesterday because, you know, I knew you were like in a place of arrival. I'm going to ask you again, what do you do in this time of arrival? I guess like to to honor the journey Mm -hmm. and then also keep flowing and be ready to, you know, keep growing. Like what is this time about right now? I think arrivals are really important. I think they're very important for me because I tend to continue looking forward. Whereas, um, and I think maybe, so you asked me that question yesterday and I still have no idea. <laughs> like I still don't know. Yeah. This weekend I plan, I intend on, I intend on doing some celebration of, there were some really big pieces of my vision that I have been Oh, working on meaning like not, there has been some doing, but, but a lot of like new embodied choices and new ways of being and showing up in the world. And, 
and 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 then to have like pieces big a big chunk of that vision like come to fruition in a moment it's it's almost overwhelming mm. it's like oh oh my god it's here like it's here um there's a part of my brain that there's fear around accepting that it's here right. you know of yeah. um oh no that was i say oh that was too easy but like that was really effing hard yeah. like that was incredibly challenging that was yeah. insanely challenging it was very very hard so many tears mm. <laughs> like so, wailing tears you yeah. know like there was so much felt so much I moved through so much I brought to the light so much I did and but when I look back I'm like oh that that couldn't have been that easy right and I actually have that with most elements of my vision in the moment I'm like could this be any harder mm. but then looking back I'm like it's kind of like motherhood or like childbirth oh yeah you know it's like that was easy <laughs> It's easy. I, that's my brain. That's how my brain yeah. works. But it was like really hard in the moment. It's yeah. very challenging. Um, so, okay. So, yeah. So my, my brain is right now um, not wanting to fully relax into this arrival and celebration. And mm -hmm. so I think that I know I need to consciously create space and I'm we're lucky it's a Friday and I have a full weekend ahead of me mm. to just really honor this arrival and for me I think that looks like I, I mean I'm you know Michelle I'm a huge journaler and that's how I process a lot of things and but to look back at the journey and to look back at how the the and to like really honor that journey and honor every step on that in, in that journey and to sink into all of the growth and the lessons learned on that journey feels really important to me to like fully honor the arrival and to um relax into mm. it like it has to be I have to believe that it is safe. I have to believe that I deserve this arrival. That's what I have to believe. Mm. Like, logically, I'm like, of course I deserve it. But like, I have to believe it. Yeah. I have to believe that this is real. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you look back, <clears throat> so obviously everything that you envisioned is either <clears throat> actually here or vibrationally yeah. like around the corner. It's like it feels like it's here. So that makes me think that obviously and most importantly, you feel so good about it mm -hmm. and you're like you yearn to mm -hmm. receive it and accept it. So it makes me think that, okay, everything that was in your vision was in alignment for you that you truly desired. Other than, you know, it sounds like you do the same thing I do. When something feels bad, you figure out like mm -hmm. what the opposite of it is and what you really want. But like, 
how else, like this whole vision that's mm-hmm, just arrived, mm-hmm. are there any other ways that this vision came to you? Like, how did you know that all okay. of these pieces were meant to be on your vision and that they were really the things that you were one day going to be sitting here saying, wow, I have these things and I'm so happy, you know? Okay. So a couple of things. One, um, through really noticing what feels so good, like what, all, what feels so good in my, like walking through my day and, oh, this feels so good. This moment right here, this presence I feel with, you know, my kids while I'm doing whatever with them, like this moment right here. Oh my gosh, my heart is swelling. It could just explode. Like, what is this? What is this? Oh, this is just a feeling of it's the weekend and I feel spacious and I don't feel any pressure right now. I don't feel like I need to be doing anything right now. But would it feel like if every day felt like a Saturday? Would it, would it feel like if every day felt like a weekend or, or like a holiday? Yeah. You know? Um, so it's noticing both what doesn't feel good and what does feel good. And being in constant curiosity about my the evolution of my vision. Mm. Okay, so I remember last year, at some point last year, I said to you, I see two forking paths in my life. I can see one forking path over here that it's headed like right to the woods in like the most peaceful solitude. Yeah. And I'm like, just like so at peace in the woods there. Like, that was one forking path. And I saw another forking path where, and I felt both these paths, and I felt another forking path where I could go on to speak on stages, and I could write best-selling books, and I could um, grow the Mind Rebel Academy into, like, the world's largest coaching school. Like, I could sense that path, too. And I could, and, and, and the world around me, meaning like, you know, like, you know, social media and different mentors and things like, we're all like pointing me in this direction over here, but something so much stiller and softer and un, um, um, like unassuming, or I don't even know what the word is, but something softer sorry was pointing me over in this direction and there was a while on my vision where I veered myself over here and when I did that oh I did it did not feel good yeah it their energy was hard it was striving for something it was Oh, it just felt hard. It was a hard, I I did that for like almost a year. It felt like a hard year. Yeah. And um, when I course, it was almost like I needed to course correct. And when I course corrected, it was like coming back fully home Mm. and, and, and just fully honored what it is I really want, which is not that. I don't want that. If that ever happened as a result of being in the woods over here, that's great. But I don't want to strive for any of those things. I don't, that's not what I want. Yeah. And, um, but I had to walk that path to realize that's not what I wanted. Mm. 
and what's interesting is that I I sometimes kind of kind of going back full circle to something I said earlier about I sometimes wonder if that was a misstep when in fact those choices they actually felt in the moment they felt like good solid next steps like they felt aligned and I wonder looking back if those were aligned steps forward to show me the Mm. way you know yeah like I wonder if that was all part of the journey like on the path to show me the way yeah you know I do and I'm just all of a sudden remembering a hint of a conversation we had a little while ago about this um I didn't initially connect it, but I think there's a connection of what you just described and something I experienced. Remember when I was telling you about how this is in my like yearning for the right relationship for me days and I would ask for signs mm-hmm. and um, it was like, I wanted a sign for my grandpa and I want it to be an owl sign. And they meant those signs for my grandpa meant everything to me. Like they meant very specifically, you are on the right path to the love and relationship you want. Like we, we had a pact. We like this is this mm-hmm. is this is the sign, right? And so I'd get the sign that seemed to point towards this relationship. Crumbled, lots of pain, heartbreak, didn't work, <laughs> and I was like baffled and felt so let down. Like why, why? Would you lead me mm-hmm. down that path if it wasn't the one? I couldn't understand it. And it I think it I think it was really hard for me to come to terms with the fact that sometimes it seems to be that I need to experience the pain and contrast of the mistakes to mm-hmm. get clear enough on this is what, because I didn't know it previously, I couldn't envision it. And only when I touched the no, could I then course correct to the, ah, (laughs) which is I think totally, you know, and perhaps that is like the journey of being human in a nutshell. Mm. Is that right there? Is this right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. Okay. What, what, what else wants to be kind of like, yeah, go for it. I know. Um, you were touching on this earlier about, um, you know, when you claim a piece of a vision, Mm -hmm. when you write it down or say it out loud the universe starts doing its stuff. It starts, you know, bringing you circumstances to choose through. It brings you law of opposites until you're able to do what you need to do to vibrationally become a match to your vision. And um, how I don't remember if you said this on before we started recording or or after, but about how fast it seems like it's happening mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. lately, like just in this period of like, like lightning speed, nonstop growth. Yeah, and um, I have been noticing 
something similar. Like I will write a new line. Something new will come to me. I'll be like, yes, I want this in my vision. I'll write it. And then all of a sudden, I have to experience the discomfort I need to grow to vibrationally become mm -hmm. a match to my statement, my vision. What? Oh, gosh. I don't even know what my question is. I think I just want to talk about that. Yeah. Like, tell me. Yeah. Tell me more about, like, what that is. What you're noticing about that? Um, so I'm, what I'm noticing, there was a period of my life where um, I felt, it was a period of my life where I felt so stuck. Yeah. And I felt like um, I was in this loop that I couldn't get off of. It was this feeling of like, I'm still here. Oh my gosh, I am still sitting at the same cubicle with the same dreams a year later and a year later. Like it was like, I, I just remember, I remember that loop. I remember feeling like I was in a loop and I wasn't, there was, I wasn't growing. I'm off that loop now. And I feel like the, the version of me last week is different than the version of me this week. I feel like it is happening at lightning speed. I feel like, this evolution, this growth is happening so fast. And there's patterns to the growth that I'm noticing that are becoming more and more, um, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, predictable? Mm. You know, like they're becoming more and more predictable so that when things like the law of opposites comes up, it's almost like comical. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like, yeah, it was I was waiting for something to to surface. What is this showing me? What is this presenting me with? So for you, do you want to tell the story about this morning? Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> because I think that this is a good example of an opportunity for you to whatever you're stepping into and whatever meaning yeah. you make of this. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll I'll read the exact line. Okay. I um I was mentioning it like Okay, there's this dark energy that I, that my vision statement as it is now is missing. This dark, stuckress, powerful energy. And so here's, here's the line that I wrote on paper a couple days ago. I am a dark and powerful seductress who draws her realities to her. I magnetize my dreams to kneel before me. And then I also wrote, I'm ready to take ownership of my power. And, um, and so there's a couple things in there. One is, uh, one is this like dark energy. And there's something about, there's something about the power of that woman that I want to embody that she it's like the type of power she has can't be there with only life. It's like life and death, like the richness that death brings to this life. And, um, you know, like not being afraid of death and like being able to not collapse around it, but just like to 
to f live fully in this reality, the richness of the, this reality that involves death, like always death, everything dies, and to like live fully in that. <clears throat> so that's one, that's, that's something that, that feels like also really stretchy, right? It's like, oh, I don't even, I don't even know how to be that person. Um, and the other piece of that is I'm ready to take ownership of my power, of that type of power, of being able to not be lucky, but draw realities to me. There's a, a line that something along the lines of, um, you know, true power is, is taking ownership of your perspectives. Mm -hmm. So really like full radical ownership of myself, how I choose to perceive like, mm -hmm. um, each moment and like what I do with it and what I make of it. And I woke up this morning expecting to have this lovely day. And I went out to let my, my chickens out, my babies out, let them out, bring them their, like my, the joy of my morning is like seeing them. And I let them out and I opened the coop to check for eggs. And one of my chickens is dead laying in the coop. And it's like, Oh, my my previously healthy chickens and anyway so there's some there's some feelings and things there and sadness but um one my gosh this journey of chickens and the life that I want to live of like having animals there's so much death we've shed mm -hmm. so many tears oh we've set we these cute little babies die yeah. I'm devastated my poor children yeah. are yeah devastated I've had moments where I'm like how did I do this to them how did I open them up to this kind of heartbreak like to watch I've watched my children fall to their knees sobbing in the chicken area picking up dead but like <laughs> I was like how did I, what did I what have I done and there was even a moment where Nate said to me he's like maybe you're not cut out for chickens <laughs> he's like if it's going to make you this devastated you know at pre like previous yeah. deaths and but I just I'm like no I do want this life um and so many aspects of the life I want to live I think yeah so I think I think I wrote this line two days ago <laughs> and so two days later the universe is like mm-hmm you want to powerfully live into the fullness of life and death and light and dark? Yes, live through it. And also, you want to be so powerful that you're not stopped or collapsed mm. and continue to powerfully create and draw towards you the realities? Then, like, don't let this take you on a detour then. Like, who are you going to be in this moment? Wow. It's, like, hard, right? Yeah. It's, like okay so it's like here it's like you write it and then boom here's an opportunity to become vibrationally yeah this version and so uh and it's it's like it's a feeling out process right it's like okay and so I let myself it's like well okay this version of me would still definitely allow all of her emotions she would feel it fully. And um, so I took myself on a little walk in the woods. And then, like, I was like, okay, tears, do you need to come? I'll let you. And they didn't come as much as I thought. 
And then so it's like, okay, well, I'm doing my best to allow it. If they come later, I'll let them flow. And then it's, okay, I don't want to take this as a bad omen. I don't want to believe that mm-hmm. my future isn't, you know, because in the past mm-hmm. I might take that as like, well, it's going to happen. Is it a bad yeah. sign? Oh, no. It's like, no, my visions of even more chickens are still coming. We're going to have a beautiful conversation today. How do I need to be to believe this? And to anyway, I, no real clear answers, but that's the like invitation to myself yeah. for today to like, okay, yeah, lean into this next version. That's that's the that's the embodiment. That's the work. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it's like scary sometimes to write a new sentence down. I know, <laughs> knowing. <laughs> I know. Knowing that you're gonna have to move through whatever you need to move through. Yeah. Like please don't bring me lots of literal death in order to <laughs> please. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. You know. Um there was one more thought I had, and it was around your vision. Oh, there, 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 there. The rooster. There's your rooster. Um Okay, so so one more question I have for you. Yeah. How do you, what do you do to sink into the vision? Like, what's your process to sink into it? Oh, I actually feel like part of stepping into and owning my power the way that I yearn to actually involves me getting better, uh, better, intentionally connecting to my vision more more powerfully right now I do it like I don't know it's very flowy I have an inspiration I write it down I repeat it in my mind over and over I don't know it just seems to like I seem to connect to it in an organic flowy way um I think but, I, but I've been thinking, I want to be even more intentional about how I connect to it, how I step into it every day, how mm. I am, embody it. And I, um, I don't really, I don't even know if I know yet, but I have a yearn. I feel like this is such a powerful thing that I'm not even fully harnessing mm. for myself yet. I think I could harness the power of visioning and connecting to my vision and embodying the energy of my vision. I think I could do it more powerfully. And I think it would be powerful. I yearn to do that. So I will keep you in the loop on the answer to that. I just, I'm not maximizing it yet. There's more room to, Mm. more room to grow here, more power to harness. Um, although the two things I do now that I do think work, certain lines will stick in my head. Again, I can only hold one or two at a time and they're like my little mantra, Mm -hmm. you know? So for a while it was the abundance lines. They were swirling in my head. Then it was the I'm free of all debts and burdens mm-hmm. was swirling in my head. And the past couple nights, it's been, um, I, I'm powerful. I own my power. You know, something along those lines, like, 
I'm, I'm ready to take full ownership of my power, not be afraid of my power. I'm ready to own it. I'm not just lucky. I'm ready to own my power. So yeah, that's, that's what I do. And there's nothing like a good old fashioned fantasy, Mm -hmm. you know, like a daydream. Yes. Yeah. Like I remember, uh, uh, I've read these similar questions in many books but I remember this moment years ago, my sister asked me this like series of questions. Um, and I'm sure you've heard them before, but like, if you could do anything you wanted and it wouldn't hurt anyone, what would you want to do? If you could pursue something that had a hundred percent guarantee of success and you knew you wouldn't fail, what would you do? If you, um, you know, if you had all of the money in the world, what mm-hmm. would you do? Like all of these questions that give yourself permission of like, mm-hmm. if it wouldn't hurt anyone, if you knew you would be good still, or, you know, if you knew you wouldn't, if you had all the money all of the time, um, and just sit back and like, fantasize. If I was going to let myself be unrealistic and, you know, fantasize about anything, what sort of things come to mind? I like to sink into the energies of my vision like that, you know, like these lines about just like pure luxury, releasing all constraints and conventions. I just like imagine myself walking around in my property in those energies. And like, if I really was that free, what would I do outside today? <laughs> or like, how would I move? Or what would I, I like to yeah, mm. like a good old-fashioned daydream fantasy. Yeah. What What about you? So when you said I, you think you can be harnessing it to a whole new level, I like I deeply resonated with that. Mm. I think logically, like I I journal about my vision every day. I spend time every day inside of it. So like I've got some good routines and rituals in place for, you know, for like logically and mentally. But I think I could really up my game Mm. in like the fantasy world. Mm. And in like there's there's also I I think I'm I think I'm using 10 percent. I think I'm like. I think I'm only using 10 percent. And then I think, whoa, 10 percent. This is working at 10 percent. Can you imagine? Mm. If I just got to like 50% mm. and then I don't even know, hundred percent would blow my mind. I don't even think that would be like on this plane of existence, you know, yeah. but yeah, I think I'm also going to sit in that inquiry. Maybe we can come back and do a future episode on that after we've played around with some of these, like some of this embodiment of mm. the vision. That's, that's my takeaway after this session, mm. after this conversation. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's my. That's my new growing edge. I think it's mine too. Okay. Yeah. Because imagine yeah. the power. And there's something in that, like, you know, in, I think there's something like a little connected in there, like the growing edge of being ready to actually own and harness that power. And also what you're saying about, you know, you're in this arrival where like, all these things you dreamt about and visioned about, they're here. And you're in the process of like 
receiving them Mm -hmm. and knowing you're worthy and you deserve it all. It's like, isn't there also this growing edge about not just like getting through the hard times and facing the law of Mm -hmm. opposites, but Mm -hmm. about actually (laughs) choosing to wield your power to make your dreams come true and then receive those dreams. Yeah. 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 That is, I think there's something really there. Totally. How do we do that? Yeah. More easily, more powerfully, you know? I don't know the answer yet. I don't know the answer either. That's my inquiry. Yeah. Okay. Same. (laughs) Juicy. I am really ready to take ownership of myself and my power and what I create in this life. It's my claim today. Mm. I am... mm. Your claim sounds so delicious. I just want to just like echo your claim. You can. Yeah. Okay, say it one more time. Oh. I am ready. (laughs) I'm ready to fully take ownership of myself, my power, and just like the life and reality that I'm creating. Mm -hmm. Only I create it. And I can create it. Amen. Mm. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. For more information, you can visit our website at www.themindrebel.com or visit us on Instagram or Facebook at the underscore mind underscore rebel underscore academy. And these links can all be found in the show notes below. If you like this episode, we would be so grateful if you shared it with your fellow bold dreamers.